Hello, I'm Ambrose Jeffuria. And I'm Andrew Papadopoulos. Welcome to the NFL 20 podcast. One of the top four NFL podcasts in the greater Whetstone area. Bosh. First of all, we'd like to apologise for not having any episodes for several weeks. Well, it's natural. Ambrose travelling. Plus, we only both got ill. When he, did, when he finally did come back to England, we were going to have a celebration, Ambrose Returns podcast, but then uh, then I got sick, flu game. You, did, you didn't flu game. You I, didn't, flu I game. didn't flu game. I, I told you what you do. I, I didn't want a flu game. But like, Ambrose is flu gaming. He's flu gaming right now, which is why you sometimes get a kind of like, the sense he might be eating a throat lozenge while he talks. Because he is! The other thing we'd like to point out is that this episode we're going to be focusing specifically on the playoffs, the week that's just been, which was the wildcard week and the divisional round, which is coming up. Mm-hmm. We're not doing general season roundups. We're not doing. We're not discussing the coaching carousel, all these coaches who've been fired, even before the season finished, for well, some strange reason, and other things of that. It's Black Monday. Black Monday, that's what they call it. Yeah. Oh, no, but uh, I was talking about... Um, oh, right. Uh, yeah. What's his face? Philadelphia. Patine. No, oh, Philadelphia. Oh, uh, Chip Kelly. Chip Kelly. I'm talking about Chip, pa- Chip Kelly, who Chip. got fired the week, like before week 17. A man named Chip. Yeah. And that's what we that's what we that's what we are. A man named Chip. Um yeah. <laughs> so we're gonna cover all of that after the Super Bowl happens. Yes, or or maybe right before. Oh, what during the uh like the Pro Bowl week. Pro Bowl week. The the most important week in all of NFL. In the NFL season. Yeah. Biggest game, biggest game of the season. The time when everyone finally stops watching NFL <laughs> and uh, just sort of takes a while yeah. to breathe before the uh, Super Bowl marathon. Um, yeah, so yeah, just 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 a recap and a look forward to uh, the the upcoming uh, divisional rounds, done in very cool style, where we look back at a team that played and then go forward to the next game. All right, man. So let's jump into the first game. Yeah, so the first game was uh, Kansas City traveling to Houston. Mm. That worked. <laughs> <laughs> that worked out. Um, yeah, thirty zero. Well, the, the the game started right up, right off the bat. First play of the game, Niall Davis from Kansas City runs from six yards in his own end zone all the way across. Scores a touchdown in the first play of the game. The length of the Nile, 106 yards. That was horrendous. So this is the last ever episode of the NFL 20 podcast because of that joke. Yeah, um, that was a good joke. Uh, yeah, 106 yards. So it's the second longest uh, kickoff return in postseason history. I believe the longest but, is obviously Devin Hester, right? But it's the fastest. Yeah, it's actually the shortest time. I didn't know this, but this is apparently it's the fastest. He must have just ran in a straight line either down the middle. He pretty much did actually. There was there's almost no coverage. He didn't have to cut sideways at all. He just went uh, boom. Tidy and Madden. <laughs> it was it, that's what it looked like the gap just finally magically but so basically that that put Houston weirdly I mean everyone's even thinking it put Houston on the back foot but I mean I, I would tend to think you know if you go down early in Madden you don't just go crazy and start throwing you try and establish some control well, but apparently honest, they didn't they, try and do that they, they did actually they, they played really they didn't play that badly straight away now for those of you who don't know um, there was uh, there, there was a particular individual who may have cost Houston the game and <laughs> Kind of. And Ambrose has some great names for him. Well, the artist formerly known as Oscar De La Hoya. <laughs> yes. Chris Hoyer. 
How You Met Your Mother, seasons five to eight, is what he turned into by the end of that. Yeah. He was atrocious. By which, yeah, exactly. And Rich um, Lindsay's dad. Yeah. Um, yeah, four, just four picks. Four picks. Yeah. Jake DeLome, or Del Home, as Ambridge <laughs> likes to well, call him. Some people have an away game. He had a Del Home game. A Del Home game. He did. He did. Um, it was four picks and a fumble. Poor guy. <sighs> it was horrendous. Poor, poor guy. He, he basically, yeah, he basically, gave, um, unfortunately, gave Houston no chance to win. Yeah. There, there were some of the plays where... He threw a pick, and it didn't really make sense why he'd gone for the throw at all. Like, it wasn't... <laughs> you couldn't see what he was trying to throw. That's what happened with the Eric Berry one, actually. Yeah. Just chucked it at him, and it was like, oh, mate, space. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the, at that point, I think that everyone had given up. I think Houston had given up on life. J.J. Watt had given up, left the field, gone, like, screw this. No, no, not at that point. That only happened in the third quarter. Yeah, I know. But it was just a hypothetical imagination. Don't worry, but thank you for ruining the joke, sir. What? Okay, fine. <laughs> Blame me. Uh, oh, but, nice. Yeah, so Kansas City went up a little bit early, but, you know, they're not the most they're not the most sort of frightening offensive team. Well, I mean, the other thing is, um, the game wasn't actually as bad as it looked like. Do you mean as uneven? Yeah, right. uh, it wasn't as uneven as it looked like. I mean, Houston didn't play that badly. It was just the picks and the turnovers. Um, yeah, was the... this the one where I said the yardage was roughly even at half-time? Yeah, I think it was. Yeah. So there you go. It's just, it's just I mean, like you know, Kansas City still did their usual thing: dink and dunk offense, not a ton of first downs. Alex Smith just, oh. but uh, well, he's not. Oh, I've said it for a long time. He's not a bad player. No, I think he's a bad player. Maybe he's Andy Reid. Maybe Andy Reid deserves a lot of credit. Maybe we should give Andy Reid because Andy Reid gets made fun of quite a lot. I feel like in um, just general circles. Mm, yeah, uh, but maybe he deserves some credit for uh, sort of curtailing Alex Smith's weak points. And uh, making the most of his bad boys. And they had a lot of injuries, to be fair. So they're still... So um, Kansas City, they used to be like the bottom or possibly second bottom team mm-hmm. in my system. Andy Reid goes mm-hmm. to the Chiefs. They go from nearly like the bottom team in the system, uh, and indeed in actual finishing as well, um, to a team that makes it to the playoffs fairly quickly and who've done fairly well for the last couple of years. They finished hot. When I say they finished the season hot, I mean they won like nine games in a row. <laughs> no, but he leaves Philadelphia, and yeah. they turn into a team that's always making the playoffs. Into yeah. like I don't even know what they are now. They're kind of they're a team that's firing their uh, super genius, revolutionising the game head coach. Yeah, they're a college team. Uh, no, they'll be okay for Philadelphia. They're still a big team. Yeah, but, but like I mean, this but Andy Reid is actually really good, and I think he just coach. hasn't got the credit. Also, he was a giant as a child. <laughs> yeah, that might, that can't help, actually, because that should, was huge. You should, you should Google knows, this. Everyone, you everyone knows what we're talking about, I think, already. If anyone who's watched, because they've shown on NFL Sky Sports, like, NFL coverage, they've shown it at least twice. What, this game? They didn't show yeah, this game. The though. Andy Reid kicking game. That was amazing. Oh, no, so it was a throwing game. It was a pun pass kick challenge, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, maybe it was. And he was wearing, like, a, I he was wearing like a Rams helmet mm. or a Rams jersey yeah. or, or um, everyone knows what we're talking about. Um, well, it's... Let's explain it. I think we should, just quickly. Right. Uh, well, for those of you who don't know, uh, it's when he was 13, and they all... There's a bunch of kids doing the pun kick challenge, and this giant, fat man... This, this is like home video camera type footage. Yes. Uh, or no, it must be a TV camera, because it didn't have video cameras back then. And uh, no, like, no, it did. It was a video camera. Oh, was it? Yeah, probably cassette tape camera with the, like, a Just, like, one. little league, small stadium, and, like, you know, they say, and now, from wherever, Andy Reid. And you see this huge guy who's easily a foot taller than everyone. 
He's easily a foot taller. And, like, he, it's something he's completely covered in, in sort of the American football paraphernalia, but you can somehow tell it is Andy Reid. It looks like what he looks like right now. You, you can almost imagine him having a little moustache. <laughs> yes, he definitely has a moustache in that. And he just, like, I don't, know, I don't know how far the rest of the kids managed to, like, punt, pass and throw the ball. Or kick the ball, sorry. He just beasted it. it. He, just, he just is a huge, just a huge margin better than them which is weird I mean now he looks quite short I feel like because he's so wide but anyway <laughs> no, um, still, he's still big but he's not like astonishingly big like he was when he was 13 yeah. so now Andy Reid is taking his Chiefs into uh, New England home of Ambrose's perennial favourite team Ambrose supports the Patriots did everyone know that <laughs> you and I didn't know that yeah revealed no I just think uh, Bill Belichick is amazing he's brilliant he, I say it all the time he must be he is just something else he is it's almost like he has some kind of power yes. some kind of dark midichlorian power <laughs> yeah exactly like some form of evil emperor oh, what's the new emperor dude called snoke snoke or yeah uh, i think snoke he's not as, snoke is not as cool as the emperor though he's he's uh yeah he's, and he's just as crusty um but yeah i mean like <clears throat> Kansas City are going into uh, uh, New England, maybe without Macklin. Maybe without Macklin. Definitely with Travis Kelsey, their last remaining offensive skill position player. <laughs> yeah. Apart well, from Spencer Ware. And well, we're, but Spencer Ware is only in there because uh, of the injury to um, Jamal Charles. But the, the I mean, we're, we're, West. we're not counting Alex Smith as a skill player, is that right, Andrew? Yeah, we're not. <laughs> I'm not. A game manager still counts a skill. That's still a skill. Sorry, game managing is still a skill. Sorry, guys, Ambrose. He's a nice guy. Um, yeah, so do you have a prediction for us for the, for the upcoming, uh, obviously... Uh, do you wanna, before England. you get to that, do you want to just mention... Eric Berry? Yeah. Um, okay, fine. Uh, well, cause, well, that's actually because we, we should you mention, we should mention it, this, because we did mention on the podcast when he left with the lymphoma, yeah. Eric Berry had a pick in that Houston game. So it's good to have him back. I don't yeah. know if that was his first pick since returning, but it may well have been. I don't think it was his first pick. I think mm. it was his second. Bad, bad. Uh, the first, <laughs> first that he did since we did a recording of the podcast. There it is. Yeah, it was, it was so good to see Eric Berry back out there. I mean, I, I don't know if they thought he'd ever be, like, walking around comfortably again and to turn around and play in the NFL and play at that level is just incredible. Must be real good. That was definitely the feel-good interception of the year, I think. This <laughs> <laughs> is like, everyone was just like, oh, what well Brian. Yeah. yeah. We love you. Well, you know, the Cinderella story is not over yet. Yeah. Still got a few more uh, potential weeks that, to go. That would make a good episode of America's Game. For many reasons. Yeah, for sure. Give us another excuse to look at the Andy Reid punt pass <laughs> thing. Uh, okay. Again. So, Andrew, who do you think is going to win this game? And by how much do you think the New England Patriots are going to win? Kansas City, Kansas City at New England. Uh, I don't know. Um, I think probably... I would say New England by like 10 points. Okay. So the bookies have... Or the spread is New England by 5. I've got New England by 6.5. And, a half. Mm. and uh, just to let you know, based on my current projections, <laughs> uh, the Patriots have a 23% chance of winning the Super Bowl, winning the whole thing. Mm. The Chiefs... 7%. Right. So quite a big discrepancy there between the two teams. Okay. Well, as we have now taken an in-depth look at the first AFC Divisional game, how about we take a look 
at, well, the next <laughs> one. The next one, but before that, rewind slightly to the one that set it up. What I'm talking about is Pittsburgh oh, at Cincinnati. That was, a great, that was an amazing link. It was a great segue. Mate. Greatest ever. Great segue. That was such a good segue, you could easily be the inventor of it and fall off a cliff. Sure. Oh, that means. But yeah. The guy who invented segways fell off a cliff on a segway and died. Really? Yeah. How did. Wow. That's very sad. It is. Which is why that was a really dark joke, and I'm glad that you're going to cut it. Why was he segueing so close to a cliff? I'm going to keep that joke. That's a great, <laughs> that's a great bit of trivia. I didn't know that. Pittsburgh or Cincinnati? A wild game. Uh, incidentally, the game finished 1813 to Pittsburgh. I hate to spoil the ending for you, but you probably already knew that. It's 1816. Right That's what I said, 1816. Crazy game. Rain everywhere. Bad tempers. Flaring. Yeah. Cincinnati fans not too happy. Uh, no, they were throwing bottles and everything. A, so, a of big course. Ben stretcher. As you Damn. can. <laughs> Ambrose was there. <laughs> Well, yeah, so one of the things was uh, Cincinnati were playing with A.J. McCarron right from the start because of the injury to Andy Dalton, as most people already know. But uh, McCarron seemed to be suffering a bit in the rain until he realised the power <laughs> of the gloves. Ambrose looked up to the ceiling as he said that. <laughs> the power of, yes. of the Kurt Warner gloves. The Michael Jackson gloves. The Michael Jackson gloves. Except yeah. he actually wore two gloves rather than just one. Uh, okay. Um... Yeah, well, he had a much better second half, AJ McCarron. Yeah. He, only th- he, threw, he threw an interception in the first half, just one. And uh, afterwards, though... But a lot of the balls were going off target as well. Nothing but they touchdowns. weren't intercepted, yeah. but they were kind of all over the shop. Nothing but touchdowns after, well, touchdown <laughs> after, the, uh, yeah. after the break. But he wasn't the only backup quarterback in that game. No. There was a, there was a certain sequence in which... Uh, there was a rather vicious... We, we didn't actually... I didn't actually tell you... You probably know, but I didn't, we're not writing this. There was, a, there, was a, there was a segment of the game where there was a rather vicious helmet shot on Giovanni Bernard, who was then knocked out. Mm. And uh, it was not called as a helmet-to-helmet by the officials. In fact, it was actually called well, as a fumble, I think, as a so, legitimate fumble, which so, Mike Tomlin challenged. So it wasn't called a helmet-to-helmet because uh, it was deemed that uh, Bernard had caught the ball, taken possession, and was now a runner. Which is why, although the tackle was a high tackle, it wasn't deemed helmet to helmet because he wasn't a receiver. He wasn't an unprotected receiver anymore. Hmm. Well, interesting. Either way, the Cincinnati crowd didn't like that call. And then uh, the play following that immediately, uh, I believe it was Vontaze Burfecht who took it upon himself to uh, chuck Ben Roethlisberger at the ground with a totally legitimate sack. Yeah, but it, but it was like but it was like a hard tackle and he hurt himself. Yeah. Okay, but I don't think Lamb it was. Jones came in. But I don't think it was. There was anything illegal about it, as in there were no flags thrown for that play. Yes. Uh, but Ben Roethlisberger hurt his shoulder, and Landry Jones had to come in and play like he'd never seen what an American football thing was. Was he bad, Landry Jones? Because he, he actually was quite decent in, in relief of, of Ben Rowe earlier in the year. He was in early in the year, but Not I think today. the conditions didn't suit him at all. All that rain, all the tension, all the intensity. War in his eyes. Just uh, didn't really help at all. Uh, I can't remember what the score was. I think it was already 15... The, the, it, it, was a, it was a big lead. They, yeah. Yeah, they were ahead. By a lot. Yeah. Like 10 points. It was like 15-6, I think, at that point. Yeah, I think yeah. pretty uh, I think the score was 15-6. And uh, the Bengals came back because they just kept getting the ball back. 
the Steelers just couldn't get the ball moving anymore. Um, but also with the running game, Cincinnati just failed to establish the run, especially Jeremy Hill. He was atrocious at halftime. I think he'd run for minus one yard. Oh, really? He was he was incredible. It was it was <laughs> as in it was incredible how badly he was playing. I didn't know that. Um, and then uh, with Pittsburgh. I don't even know who their running back was, and they were still running really well. They're running all over Cincinnati. Fitzgerald, to a stunt. that Hall of Famer. Um, I would have heard it, but uh, there he was, taking over manly. Well, also uh, Jordan Todman, right? That's the other guy. I don't even know who these people are. Jordan like, they kept naming names, and I was like, oh my god. It's really weird. Because this is weird. Jordan Tobin was, was one of those guys that I actually, I always quite liked him when he was drafted. Because he used to play for San Diego, and I think he played for the Jags for a bit as well. Are you sure he actually played for them, and wasn't just a water boy? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. No, he was, he's, he's okay, he's okay, Jordan Todman. he just sort of bounced around a little bit. Yeah. He's still, still pretty young. He's, I'm not saying he's going to become like, you so know. So, you're saying he's like the uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick of running backs. Yeah, well, not even that. He's he's more like the uh, the Seneca Wallace of running backs. Oh, good reference. <laughs> he's Seneca Wallace. He's there. He's there. He's everywhere. Yeah. People like him. Just not on the pitch. People like him. Um, so, but, but Jeremy Hill did have a big impact on this game, including the kind of, not exactly game ceiling, but uh, game giving away uh, fumble <laughs> right at the end. Yeah. When uh, really Cincinnati were, well, they were up. So the, all they had to do was just kind of like keep it. Don't do anything stupid. Oh! Like, like giving the ball away in a fumble with, oh. with one minute and 42 seconds left, I think it was. Okay. All right. They, uh, Pittsburgh still had a timeout or two left. So yes. they could have, they'd have probably given the ball back with, um, with a handful of seconds to go, like with 40 seconds to go. But. Cincinnati were already in uh, field goal range as well. That that, that was that, that was that kind of wild, strange game. Uh, refs were also not great. But now Pittsburgh, perhaps Antonio Brownless, perhaps Ben Roethlisberger-less, need to go to Denver. Yes. Sorry. Dun, dun, Denver! <laughs> Very good. The perfect uh, one Miller intro. Yeah. So this is going to be a tough game for both teams, I'd say. So Peyton is back, and I think that's fantastic because he is arguably slash unarguably the greatest <laughs> quarterback of all time. Uh, although he is still on one leg, his although his injury is better, you could see that his uh, plantar fasciitis is not 100% fixed. He's still kind of hobbling a little bit, not moving as well, not able to plant and throw those long balls as easily. You thought he looked good in week 17, did he? Yes, but... Not for his throwing, because he's still Peyton Manning. Do you feel like... Because he didn't start week 17. Do you think they just had him in there just to see what they had with him? But they were... Because obviously they didn't want Brock Osweiler to play the entire game because they kind of wanted to roll with him during the playoffs. So that was also, I think, the first game that Peyton was actually active for. Hmm. I don't think he was active before that. And I almost get the impression they wanted to roll with Peyton during the playoffs. Hmm. But they wanted to rest him, but then Osweiler started... Throwing picks, which admittedly weren't actually his fault. A lot of them were drops. But uh, they were basically behind. And But Kubiak didn't have faith in uh, Osweiler to bring them back and put Peyton in. Peyton's like, yeah, I can handle pressure. This is easy. I was just eating some pressure on toast anyway. So we've got Peyton, yeah. probably. Ambrose says he's playing. He is playing. And if Ambrose is- says he's playing... And he's playing. 
And Benro. Well, you sound like some kind of uh, mafia dog. Benro. Benro is day to day. Yeah, we're going to see how uh, Ben Roethlisberger is feeling. He's had an MRI. I don't know what the results are from that. I'm sorry. We didn't really, we didn't really make a prediction for the last game, Kansas City at New England, because we both thought it'd be New England by so much. But Peyton Manning is starting. So yeah, so if Andrew, Roethlisberger plays, if Roethlisberger plays, yeah. I reckon Pittsburgh can win that. But, yeah. if he, but if he doesn't play, then no, no way. Okay, you know the way that the bookies had uh, New England winning by five and a half. Mm-hmm. I don't even look. I don't even need to look at the screen to tell you that they've got Denver winning by seven. Okay, All right. They're actually. They think that they think that Denver is is better than Pittsburgh by a margin larger. <laughs> The New England is better than Kansas City. Yes. Wow, that's pretty harsh. Yeah. Uh, my system has Denver winning by three and a half points. Uh, of course, those of you in the know should be trusting my system over any other systems, especially any systems from 538.com, just saying. Um. And so, Carl Bialik, if you're listening out there, just remember, who's got the best system? Oh, yes. <laughs> Except we don't know. The season's not finished yet. Don't a pre-gloat, but I'm going to do it anyway. Yeah, you've got... You've got how many games is there left now to like pull it all back? Like ten? Seven. Okay, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Uh, but I've got Denver by three and a half. And you think Pittsburgh are gonna pull it off? If Ben Roethlisberger plays, I think they can win. Um but only because I'm not super convinced by Peyton, to be honest with you. If Ben Roethlisberger plays. Yeah. Should we call that a bet, sir? Yeah, okay. We call that a bet, sir. I just, I just feel like Pittsburgh are a strange team. You can't just, you can't just say, oh, we're seven points better than you, Pittsburgh. No, I don't think they are. I think they're about three and a half. But they've also got the home advantage. Evil. Don't forget. Evil. They've got Chris Boswell, man. Nothing can stop Chris Boswell. <laughs> okay. The bars? The bars. <laughs> Slam. That's what it's going to be. It's going to be last minute field goal through that thin air. What? Chris Boswell with a 70 yarder. <laughs> because they're, they're a sneaky team, Pittsburgh. Some people would say that they're a little bit corrupt. Hence, you know, the whole Cincinnati ordeal with the refs. But anyway. Oh, yeah, that game was ugly. Yeah. Anyway. You know, in the pre-game bit, the referees had to stand between the two teams warming up to make sure that no one went in and took a shot. Well, the funny thing is, the last, the last Pittsburgh-Cincinnati game was refereed by the same official, and I'm guessing it was the same crew, and it was also a bad-tempered game. It was... Oh, this game was ugly. It was, oh, it was, just, it was just like... It was such a bad advertisement for the sport. All kinds of stuff. There was there was a it was that game, wasn't it? There was a coach pushing a player over. Oh, in this game. In this game. I think uh yeah, at one point someone I think I think a Pittsburgh Steelers coach like pulled Reggie Nelson's hair and then I think he, he pulled him by his arm and kind of just slung him towards the side. And then I think uh there was also but also a Bengals player like stepped on the field and sort of shoved the Pittsburgh player in the back when it was like it was DeMarta Pico, the defensive player. So I'm like, boom. Not to mention Joey Porter running on the field, um, who's an assistant coach. Do you remember Joey Porter? Incredibly mouthy linebacker. Incredibly mouthy. Okay. No, I don't. He was, he was at one of those... Do you remember when, like, Bart Scott and everything were playing for the Ravens and Ray Lewis? Oh, man. I didn't watch... You'd recognise like, him, no. him if you saw him, Joey Porter. Okay. You, yeah, because he was like... Yeah, he was like an outside linebacker type. And he yeah. was... Well, he, that was when Pittsburgh-Baltimore was really good rivalry. Really, really good rivalry because there was just so many gobby dudes on both sides. <laughs> But especially Pittsburgh side, fucking Joe Porter. Anyway, he he also ran on the field 
during a play that it should have been called, but it wasn't great. <laughs> next game. <laughs> so, next game, moving on uh, before Andrew explodes. Uh, Seattle went to Minnesota in what was meant to be a really one-sided game. What happened, Andrew? It was, uh, it, well, it was one-sided. The weather. Um, like, <laughs> what the hell? The third man. The weather. The third team. The, the third team. The no, winning team. The weather. Um, it was not a one-sided game. It was a two-sided game. But with a bit of heartbreak at the end. Yeah. Oh. It was two-sided with uh, both the sides being defensive. Yes. The, the Minnesota D played very well and the Seattle D played... They also played very well. Very well, yeah. I wouldn't say they necessarily played better either. I think they both played very well. Or, I think more importantly, cold as fuck, as you as you've written there in the notes. It was the third coldest NFL game of all time. Is that a thing? I did not know that. Yeah. I don't uh, know. I don't, the, first, the first coldest was the ice ball one between the Packers and the Cowboys. Oh, is that where they, they were like breaking off the, the ice on the side yeah, of the yeah. pitch? Yeah, there's that one. That That's is the coldest. Cool. And the second coldest, was, I, I'm not sure, I think it was like some something in... Something involving the Giants. I'm not sure where they were, though. It was, like, okay. ten years ago. But, uh, yeah, this, this is the third coldest. And, um, it, unfortunately, there's Minnesota fans who came out and froze their butts off. Didn't quite get rewarded. In fact, they got a massive... They got a massive fuck you, in a sense. Do you know where the uh, 2017 Super Bowl is going to be held? Hopefully not that stadium. In Minnesota. Yeah. Well, in, not in that stadium. In, in, the new, in the new ground. In the, the new dome. The, that's new, the new domed, the, heated, presumably. Stadium. Yeah. The new weird-looking thing whose name I can't remember. I, I, I was watching, and I remember checking the stats right after, I think, Russell Wilson threw his pick, which was before he threw a touchdown, and both quarterbacks had exactly 68 yards passing. <laughs> this was, like, been halfway through the third quarter. Yeah. It, was it like, doesn't surprise me, though. Um, but, yeah, so it was a game that really... It, it, was, it wasn't super entertaining at the start, but the ending was great. I mean, mm. like, the last quarter was great, so it was very, like, back and forth, very tense. I think it was quite entertaining, actually. It's just, it wasn't high-scoring. But the D had a lot of work to do. Like, if you're, from a football point of view, it was actually really interesting. There was a lot of stuff going on. Uh, like, how to contain Russell Wilson was a big thing. Because yeah. he was doing some really clever... I mean, he's really good at the read option, as we already know. And just the way Minnesota were trying to deal with that was really interesting, but, but like, also Seattle were... I don't know what they were so discombobulated. Maybe it was the cold or something. But they were, they were doing... They were they were playing a little poorly as well. Like mm-hmm. they had, they were having plays where like I can remember a couple of plays where Russell Wilson would pick the ball up, go to hand it off, and there would just be no one there. <laughs> like it's like oh wrong side oh okay got to improvise something now. Um, best read option ever. So it's that a, happens. It's the best play action. <laughs> Not to mention the one that everyone likes to talk about now, where he bobbled the snap, had to run like in a massive loop, you know, twenty yeah. yards back, and that this was on well on the touchdown drive, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah, and, and, and just managed to lamp a nice long pass to Tyler Lockett. Yeah, so it was it was a third and very long. It was third and long. It was, I think it was nearly 20 yards, or possibly even over 20 yards. It was long. It was very long. And then, mm. then with, 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 with the huge um, sort of bobble the ball took, it was even, it was even worse. But, so, so I guess that, that was what really turned the game in the end, that the Seahawks managed to find a few couple of little players. But you know, you know what actually turned the game? As in the turn that gave away the, the field goal. over. Yes. From uh, Adrian Peterson. Yeah. The fumble's back. I know, he's just a, he's just a fumble machine, isn't he, Adrian Seriously. Peterson? Like five years ago, now. 
Exactly. Like two fumbles in between. Now is now is now is now is a bad time though. Yeah, that, I that mean, was... I, I doubt he'll. I doubt he'll be getting a lot of heat from the the Vikings fans for it because he's a big part of the reason why they got there. Yeah. But um, yeah, that was that was a shame. He was sort of tackled, and it was like it was like a pretty it was a pretty like sort of vicious, not tackle like he didn't get hit too hard, but like he should he should have been holding the point of the ball. I think. The yeah. Hold the point. Yeah, he, he's usually quite good at because uh, he's got the, the problem he usually has is he's got such big muscles that he can't really put the point into his he can't really hold the point as well. In, yeah. So what he does instead is he in he between, sticks the point in, in his, his elbow, his bicep, yeah. and his elbow. But there's another there's another muscle there. Yeah, <laughs> so. there is though. The guy's freaking no, no. huge. <laughs> so he struggles to get it in as far. Um, yeah, but you know, if you don't if you didn't see if you didn't see Blair Walsh's field goal miss. Give it a look. It was amazing. Uh, it was so short. As in, it was literally amazing. All, all they needed to do was kick that field goal. The, the Vikings had the game. They, they had the game, yeah. They set it up. Plenty Bridgewater didn't... Engineered a fairly nice final drive. Mm-hmm. Carl Rudolph, important reception. And, and an important pass interference call. Very good. Bridgewater was good the whole game, I think. And, uh, you know, he managed to get them down to, well, the 10-yard line, I think it was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And... Uh, then Blair Walsh was like... Well, it was quite a long field goal, wasn't it? <laughs> I literally think I could have scored that. Like, a couple of attempts it would have taken me. Oh uh, I, I reckon, you know. Anyway, but the thing is, actually, did you, did you see the whole laces in thing? In, in the lead-up to the, the final kick, they sort of showed an instance in the game, like, the game from earlier in, 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 in like, I think maybe the, part, the first half, and uh, Walsh actually did manage to kick a field goal when the kicker had held the ball or placed it slightly wrong, so the laces were pointing towards Walsh. And it's like, ooh, anyone seen Ace Ventura knows, ooh, you don't want to do that. But um, it happened again on the on the deciding kick. I don't know if it made any difference. I mean, it must make a bit of a difference. Yeah, I mean, for sure, if you're if you, the laces are ridged and they step yeah. out, and if your foot's hitting that, and that's the first point of contact, the ball could start veering before you get full impact, which is not what you want at all make a difference uh, I've never yeah. seen that before I've never seen a, a holder fuck up a hole like that like with the, the laces in like that that's not supposed to happen um, so maybe that made a big difference maybe psychologically he thought oh the laces are in and he sort of kicks it wrong uh, because he did drill a, he did drill a field goal with the laces pointing in he just sort of kicked through it and was like yeah but pfft. wasn't he like last year's most successful kicker yeah it was weird maybe not Fred Tucker it's but, not dude <laughs> stop being in love with Tucker. Impossible. Have you seen Tucker sing opera, by the way? <laughs> he sent me a link. I did. I saw the link. I He's great, isn't he? Yes, but that doesn't make him a better kicker. Yes, it does. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, but I mean, Blair Walsh, if you're listening to this, which we assume you are, uh, you did good out there, buddy. You're a very good kicker. And uh, just just stay tough, yeah. Hashtag kickers are people too. Hashtag kickers are people too. No, Blair Walsh is one of the was one of the okay kickers in the league. He's I, he's one of the best. I don't laugh at him daily, so there you go. Blair yeah. Walsh, I don't mind you. But um, <coughs> but um, so the Seahawks managed to get a reprieve, and they all looked. They all looked after that happened. Like they literally were just like praying to God. It was like thank Jesus every single one of them. Because I would I would think the same. And uh, now they're moving on. To a nice easy game against uh, who's it against? Oh, Carolina. <laughs> yeah, I heard they're terrible. Oh no, wait, they're fifteen and one. They're fifteen and one. Yeah, two good quarterbacks who uh, are very good at running as well. It's going to be a very land orientated game. Land orientated <laughs> with some <laughs> sea and a little bit of air. So this is going to be a very tough one for Seattle. I mean, uh, 
and Seattle are a team that has a certain winning way about them. So they're not easy to. It's like Pittsburgh that they, they, they do know they do kind of know how to win, even if it's a sort of very <laughs> dodgy way. Okay. I do you, think you know how much I love sentences like that, right? What teams knowing how to win? Yeah, I, d- I don't think that's a thing. <coughs> so, excuse just, me. just a little bit. Maybe a tiny bit, but I think the the difference it makes is very small compared to a team of better quality should just win. And it probably will just win. Do you think Carolina's better quality? Interestingly enough, <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I think Seattle are a better team, but Carolina are at home. Right. Okay. Before we, go, before we ask you for your projection, then, yeah. let's just ask you for your projection. <laughs> <laughs> it's super close. Who do you think is going to win? Who do I think is going to win? I... It's, it's it's difficult again. Like I, I think I think Carolina will win, but I can easily see myself like thinking, "Oh, Carolina, you had such a good season. Now you look so disappointed with yourselves." And Seattle are sort of running around the field, going, "Yeah, it's us again, bitch." Because I mean, you know, Cam Newton's really good, but uh, he's still got a bit to prove, I think. But they're a very well coached team, Carolina. It's not luck that they're there. So I'm going to go for Carolina on that one. You're going to go for Carolina. I'll go for Carolina. Let's take a look who I've got. Oh, I've got the Seahawks! Oh. By less than a point, it's too close to call nearly. Wow. Yeah. So they're practically... Oh, I guess that means that Seattle is slightly better, in a sense, because of the home field compensation. That's right. Seattle is the second best team, according to my stats. Mm. And Carolina the third best team. Damn! But Carolina being at home... In the entire NFL. ...makes it a bit closer. But Seattle just have enough to eke it out. Yeah, in the entire NFL. Yeah. Uh... The bookies have Carolina winning by three. So even they think it's good, this is going to be the closest game of the weekend. It's a, it's a tough one. It's a very tough one. I mean, like, I guess, well, Carolina have had the rest week. I think they've got, they've got fewer injury concerns than Seattle do. They've got a great defense. I mean, who knows where they'll put Josh Norman, but, but it's, it's, it, that's a tough one to call. I, I don't think it's going to be a high scoring game. I don't think it will be. I think it will be like... They'll definitely get... They'll both get below the old 21-point average, I think, in that game. The old 22.7 average, you mean? Is that what it is now? That is the current average for this season. This season has been kind of lower scoring. The last few years have all been 23 and a bit. Okay. Yeah. Oh, fair enough. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to have Carolina in a fairly... In a fairly not, not like an offenseless game, but I think a fairly low-scoring game. There should be turnovers, though. Yeah. I think, I think it'll be an interesting game. I think there'll be a lot of running. Uh, partly because the quarterbacks will be doing a lot of that running. But it'll open up the throw game as well. I reckon that is the one... The, the, the second most watchable game next week. After the next one! Ah! Oh, but you didn't let me say the probability the Super Bowl wins. Oh, same. Okay. <laughs> the probability the Panthers winning the Super Bowl is only 13%. The Seahawks, 11%. Yeah, even, uh, almost even in that regard, too. Well, the reason why it's so low for the Panthers is because they have to play the Seahawks. Right. <laughs> so if they were, they're actually a better team than the Cardinals, but they, they have to play each other. Both the teams are better than the Cardinals, but mm. both the teams have to play each other, which is what's dropping their win probability. I like the postseason a lot, especially once it gets to this stage. It's great, because you've got, like, it's all money teams... And it's just like boom, 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 and every loss is like a massive tragedy. Yeah. <laughs> it's like nah. it's all money teams now that Washington have been knocked out. No offense to Washington. Well, uh, 
the final game, the one game we've left out so far. Let's move on to that watchable game, that most watchable game. The, the two-peats, as I'm calling it, or but the before, repeat. Before we get to that game... <laughs> as it is in English. Before we get to that game... What's up? We should talk about how one of those teams got there. Green Bay played Washington in the Sunday night football game. In Washington. In the Sunday night football game. A much beloved American tradition. And, uh, yeah, they ran out 35-18 winners. Um, yeah, but Washington took the lead, though. With the best play in the league to start it off. Safety. Oh, of course. <laughs> Do the safety dance. The celebration. The weird Hindi safety dance. Uh, Ambrose's favourite type of scoring. Uh, the safety. It was. Uh, they were way backed up. I think it was a, some sort of penalty on a stand-in lineman. Whose name mm. I can't remember now. But he was standing for David Bakhtiari. But that guy, that guard, he's injured. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so they were, and they were backed up and they were in the safety. But then, uh, so Washington went up 11-zip, as they say. But then, uh, then, then some, at some point in the second quarter, uh, Aaron Rodgers found his, his long-lost mojo. Indeed. It was, in a, it was in a glove. It was in a baseball glove underneath some sort of bench. It was like, I thought, I thought fuck, here it is. I think it's more just the fact that the Packers got their run going at last. L- Lacey ran. He didn't Lacey. jog, he didn't stumble, he didn't roll like a ball of fatness. He, he, he ran. actually ran. Lacey ran. He had, uh, I think, him and him and James Starks had very similar rushing totals. I think it was 60-something and 50-something mm-hmm. each. So combined, they actually had a great running game. <laughs> yeah. 110 yards, bros. Uh, they green. had Randall Cobb running this time as well. Yeah, they, yeah, Randall Cobb as well. He actually had some nice runs, which yeah. is strange, because, like, I mean, he, he did do it during the regular season because they had him in my fantasy team. Um... It wasn't quite what I was expecting from Randall Cobb this year, but <coughs> he, uh, he 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 looked he looked pretty shifty. It was good. Um, I, I'm not sure still if if against a slightly better team, uh, Green Bay are going to have the the the, the minerals. So because like I mean you know, Devontae Adams got hurt first yeah. of all, and yeah. he still has his problems with you know, slight problems with drops. Rogers doesn't love throwing to him. I think well, that's because he. Why do you think he got him injured? <laughs> I'm going to throw it was right a... over there by that bench. <laughs> it was an assassination attempt. Yeah. <laughs> the Packers are like, right, we need to get rid of him. You can't just bench him. That's mm. just... That's just that, that'll cause a right soap opera. Yeah. <laughs> um, Much easier to have him taken out. <laughs> exactly. Um, but uh, before, before we get into the, into the next game, we accidentally miss some great stuff. Oh, yes, the, of from, course. From the Washington Redskins. <laughs> yes, so when they were 11-0, and 0, they could have actually been more than 11-0. and 0. Don't call it 11-0. <laughs> when they were, well, when they were 11-0, 11 zero up. 11-0 up, yeah. When they were 11-0 and 0 up. <laughs> yeah, fine. Compromise. <laughs> so when when Washington were 11-0 up, yes. they could have been a lot more up. Isn't that right, Andrew? They could have been. But the Sean Jackson did a, a, a marvellous imitation of those great times when the the wide receivers run over the pylon and wave the ball into the end zone. You think, oh, I've just got the touchdown. He, in fact, as you know, probably by now from a meme, um, <laughs> ran half into the end zone, half out of the end zone, but neglected to have the half of his body that was in the end zone holding the ball. Yes. Like he waved the ball out of bounds. He, he held his the left ball. Hand, his empty left hand in the end zone. <laughs> he, he held the ball in the wrong hand to do the move. Yeah, not to mention the fact that he could have just caught the ball and sprinted. Yeah. Into the end zone. But instead he just sort of caught the ball and just jogged over. Yeah. And was like, oh, I could die for this. As the website we looked it on 
for the replay, put it, it was like he was playing against himself in fantasy. <laughs> it was like, no, man, I can't have this. I get the yardage for nothing more. Yeah. And they didn't, and they ended up not getting the, uh, the touchdown on that. Even though, you know, he waved the ball out successfully around the one yard line, they ended up not getting the touchdown. Yeah, so to settle for three. Uh, in the end, it wouldn't have made a huge difference, but... In the end, end. Yeah. But like... It could have changed the direction of the game, though. Yeah, there would have been up 15 zip. Yeah, at which point the whole complexion of the game might have been slightly different. And it would have been a bigger hill to climb, and they might have tried... The Packers might have tried something different, rather than what they did successfully. Gashing. What do you think of Kirk Cousins? Is he giving me the Sanchez? You like that? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Do they like it? I think he's alright. You know what I think? I think I have a slight issue with him. I, I realised why I don't like him that much. It just came to me right now. Last year, and this is going to be boring because it's about my fantasy team, <laughs> in week four, the week before Rob Gronkowski came back, right. I dropped Tom Brady, who then went on to only play 20-plus games, 20-plus point games, to pick up, yes, you know it, Kirk Cousins, who right. then proceeded to be terrible and get dropped for Colt McCoy. All right. And then eventually RG3 came on for one game and died again, I assume. That, yeah, exactly. Or just had a sulk. Or yeah. Um, Went a little bit emo. He, yeah. Um, so I think the fantasy burns are real. Yeah. But I, I think Kirk Cousins is all right. I don't know if he's the franchise quarterback. I think next season is going to be telling. If he can show that he can do it next year, then that kind of the, this is almost like it could be a sophomore slump next year if he doesn't do it. In the sense that yeah, they've had a full wish. season of film on him. The reason why there's a sophomore slump is because people get a full yeah. season of film. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. plan for it for a player and then sure. they change. And sure. now there's going to be a full season of footage on Cousins. So, yeah, that'll be an interesting one. Washington could be climbing out of the doldrums of the NFC East. Or they could be setting themselves up for a sort of like trap situation, a la, in my opinion, Cincinnati. Uh, yeah, I, I have to be honest, the system says they're still pretty terrible as a team. They're still ranked number 27 overall. 27th. So, I wouldn't say that they're currently fighting their way out. And the fact that they've now got very low draft picks coming in as well. I don't know how much they're going to improve in the next year. Plus, as division winners, they get two division winning games as opposition rather than fourth place in their division the extra games so uh, honestly it's going to be a tough year next year for Washington and if Kirk Cousins can do it next year then fair play to him he's earned it legit yeah um, so let's talk about Green Bay at Arizona of course which is one of the very first games I remember talking to you about in NFL history like you know properly was, it was a good game it was a good game it was uh, I believe 52 to 45 do you want to check it to Arizona I don't think I need to Oh, right, okay. I think it was 52 to 45. Okay, because there was a lot of points there. I feel like it was Wait, like no, it was only touchdowns, wasn't it? 45 or something like that. That's something stupid. It was, it was only touchdowns, though. So it couldn't be 52 either way. It'd be 51, because there was no extra point afterwards. It was a go-home... A walk-off. A walk-off. It was one of the crazier games in... Uh, crazier playoff games in NFL history. So, um... Yeah, so uh, a two-peat, or a repeat, as the English language would have it, of <laughs> that game. <laughs> it's happened once, that was the one-peat. Yeah. But now this is the two-peat. Uh, 
So, going into Arizona, Green Bay, Arizona. I don't like Green Bay's chances, I've got to say, but what do you think? I think that Arizona are still the stronger team, and playing, being at home is a big advantage to them as well. I don't really fancy Green Bay's chances, partly also because three weeks ago, when Green Bay went to uh, Phoenix, they lost 8-38 to in Week 16. Doesn't feel good. Also losing the unofficial NFL <laughs> World Champion. <laughs> Oh, what? They, well, they lost, more importantly, hang on a second. Green, Green Bay had the NFL Unofficial World Championship, and they lost it, or the Unofficial NFL World Championship. Yeah, yeah. They lost it to Arizona in Week 16, and this is a chance for them to take it back. Dun, dun, dun. But it's unlikely. Rowingi. No, yeah, they... Uh... <laughs> oh, that's a great reference. <laughs> Although, um, yeah, they're, they're, they're looking... I mean, you know, I don't know if that that sort of last three quarters, whatever against um, Washington was a bit of a like a you know a little bit of a sort of a buy because they the Washington Redskins weren't defending properly or if Green Bay have suddenly sort of clicked back into place but mm-hmm. Arizona's got a very 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 good defense yeah beating the team that's ranked Ooh. 27th by the rankings is not the same as beating team number 4 i, I just think that uh, Arizona have the antidote with with that sort of defensive line and the pressure they can put on Rodgers because Rodgers offensive line is not in good condition no, although they looked like they were, but again, it's partly because they're just playing Washington. Yeah. I mean, even then, like he—he he still there were still times when he was—he's always been under siege. Yeah, but like he just hasn't, you know, he hasn't got the weapons that he used to have. They're not—they're not in quite as good condition, and I don't think that uh, he's going to be able to get the time. And I don't think that players like Randall Cobb are going to be able to get the separation and stuff quickly enough to, for him to be able to hit them. Like, yeah. consistently? Consistently, sorry? Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, Tyron Matthew is out, though, for Arizona, so that's going to be... Yeah, that's a big shame. That, that's shown... That's a big shame. I mean, they they played pretty badly in last week's game as well. Don't forget how good Arizona can be, though. David Johnson. Yeah, well... Whoosh. They they had two good running backs, and they went like, screw you guys. We're going to play David Johnson instead. Forget Chris Johnson. Forget uh, Andre Ellington. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, I, mean, I was never... I was, never, I was never big into either of them, to be honest. Yeah, although they seem to be working for him. Uh, although, yeah, then the Carson Palmer not being injured, that's a big thing. He's back. He's looking good. Larry Fitz, is he going to be alive? Yeah. Well, they've got an excellent receiving core as well. They had a good they've receiving core for a number yeah. of years. Well, they've got John Brown, Jerome Brown. Mumbly Joe, all these guys who are like, I don't know, I just come, turn up, catch like five balls, a touchdown, and then disappear into the ether once again. And Chandler Catanzaro. Of course. The Chandler Catanzaro offense. Yeah. Um, Hashtag kickers of people too. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm definitely going for Arizona there. Have you, have you told us your score yet? No. This, once again, is predicted to be by a wide margin. Uh, seven points by the bookies mm. to Arizona. And actually, this is the game that I think will be the most one-sided, mm. with Arizona winning by eight points. Right. So, uh, yeah. I think uh, this is going to be a less... Well, the, the one that you said might be a really interesting game to watch might be the least interesting game to watch. Hall of Mirrors. You don't really know what to think when you're listening to NFL 20. <laughs> and on that bombshell... <laughs> We should round up this latest fine piece of piece of cloth known as NFL 20, episode 23. What did you think of our projections and how right slash wrong were we? Mm. You can tell us before or after the division round game 
on Twitter at NFL underscore 20. Or you can email us abuse and things at NFL20pod at gmail.com. Don't forget to like us, rate us, share us, tell other people about us because we're clearly one of the top four NFL podcasts in the greater Western area on Stitcher, on iTunes, on whatever thing you use to listen to podcasts. Yeah, it's great stuff. Uh, we would like to thank Order 66 for letting us use their music and we hope they enjoyed the new Star Wars movie as much as we did. Yes, I hope they didn't fall asleep. Why would they fall asleep? Because the Force awoke! <laughs> oh my god. You were dissing my joke earlier. <laughs> oh yes, that was brilliant, I know. But that, uh, anyway. It's literally the worst joke ever. Literally worst joke ever, yeah. And, uh, Incidentally. Do keep listening. What did you, what did you think of Ray? The character. I thought, the, the one thing that really annoyed me, right from the start, you'll get this fairly early on, she doesn't know how to run. Or she had an injured leg. The, the actress who played her. Didn't detect that. Her left leg wheels out to the left whenever she runs. Well, maybe she if runs. you watch the film, she looks really weird when she maybe runs. Maybe she runs a bit weird. She's yeah, but that's <laughs> not what... Yeah. She's a scavenger. She's meant to be all, like... Wiry. Girl. Evolution is supposed to have ironed that out of her unless she'd be eaten by a... Sort of, whatever, massive... Boom, just saying, boom. you can tell that she has no running tape training. You can tell she's just an actress. Maybe she'll work on it when she hears this. Maybe before she can become a Jedi. That's one of the things she has to do. Yeah. Mark, Mark Hamill turned around and he was like, you walk weird. <laughs> That's what he says when he, when he takes the lightsaber from her. Uh, spoiler! So, yeah, uh, yeah. Anyway, there you go. So, Andrew... Who do you think will win the Super Bowl? Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> what? Oh, I can't believe you said that. There's this one. You're hot, bro. Really.